Rest Stop. I'm your host, Anna Holquist. Now that I'm doing this podcast, friends have started sending me stories and photos about different roadside attractions. This delights me to no end. I want nothing more than to be the weird roadside attraction guy. When two people separately sent me a photo of a giant pistachio, I knew it was time to talk about some big nuts since I already had a few on my radar. Let me be clear at the top, I won't be talking about peanuts on this episode for two reasons. One, the peanut is not a nut, it's a legume as I'm sure many pedantic people have reminded you of already, sapping away minutes of your one precious life just like I'm doing right now. Two, and more importantly, there are enough giant peanuts for a separate episode. Don't worry. We'll get to the horrifying Jimmy Carter peanut eventually, because he won't stop haunting my dreams and I need to find a way to exercise him. Okay, so wait, what is a nut? A true botanical nut, according to Wikipedia, is a dry, hard-shelled, uncompartmented fruit that does not split on maturity to release seeds. This is your acorns, your chestnuts, your hazelnuts, and the like. But even outside of a misleadingly named peanut, a lot of what we call nuts aren't actually nuts. Many are actually droops, which is a seed contained within a pit itself is surrounded by a fleshy fruit. This is your almonds, your cashews, your pistachios, your pecans, and so on. Okay, so I apologize for the legume thing because we're going to be talking about nuts and droops today. And these nuts, droops, and legumes are all considered culinary nuts, which are fruits and seeds that have a similar appearance and culinary role. The world's largest pistachio in Alamogordo, New Mexico, stands 30 feet tall, which is pretty dang tall for any kind of nut, droop, or legume if you ask me. It was constructed using over 5 yards of concrete and 35 gallons of paint. It stands outside of a pistachio farm that was previously known as the Pistachio Tree Ranch. Nut farmer Tom McGinn started and grew the farm, and then passed it on to his son, Tim, when he died in 2007. Here I'll read from a 2009 article in the Albuquerque Journal by Leslie Linthicum. Tim McGinn, 40, chokes up a little when he talks about his father, Tom McGinn, the founder of the pistachio tree farm that Tom and Tim owned jointly. He loved his farm. He loved to eat. He loved to laugh, Tim says about his dad, who died of a heart attack on August 4, 2008. He always said, be bold in the things you do because why not? Life is short. Okay, a side note here, my motto is also why not, and I have a tattoo of it, so I'm really vibing with this man. Okay, back to the article. Tom McGinn had two loves. They were pistachios the 12,500 pistachio trees he planted, and the pistachio retail and wholesale operation that grew from the orchard, and the gigantic roadside attractions of America, the kitschy statues that he stopped to visit as he hauled the kids from coast to coast every summer, world's largest pecan, world's largest lemon, world's biggest ball of twine, 
he stopped at them all. When Tom again died at age 78, his son was devastated and he wondered what he could do to show his love and appreciation for a dear dad and a great business partner. I thought, I can't just put up a grave marker, Tim says. I needed to build a monument that was as big as the man. He came up with the nutty idea of combining his father's passions into a giant pistachio. He told his friend, home builder Ernest Martinez, we'd like you to build a giant single pistachio. How big? Martinez wanted to know. 30 feet tall. Martinez laughed and got to work on a plan. He drilled a hole in the ground nine feet deep and filled it with concrete and rebar. Then he bolted a 30-foot pipe to the foundation and began to weld arms onto it every few feet. It looked like a giant honeycomb for a while, and people in the town started to wonder what Tim McGinn was up to. People had a lot of guesses. A Christmas tree, an ear of corn, a big bird cage, a rocket, an egg. Other people were just confused. I told people this was a sculpture for my dad, and some people took that to mean it was a sculpture of my dad, Tim says. When it came time to shape the steel into a nut, Tim picked the perfect pistachio from his considerable stash and held it up, squinted, and directed the builders where to trim. Now at Pistachio Land, you can find products like chili chocolate pistachio brittle and homemade pistachio milkshakes. A bronze plaque at the base dedicates it to Tom McGinn, closing with the sentiment that he dreamed big, expected big, and accomplished big things. He would have said the monument is not big enough. A fitting and beautiful tribute. I agree that it should be bigger. And now I'm dreaming of a giant building shaped like a pistachio. Prior to creating the large nut, Tim googled and found RoadsideAmerica.com and saw that there were no other large pistachios, ensuring his would be unique and truly the biggest one in the world, with no one else vying for the title. Of course, other large nuts have more competition. Take, for example, some giant pecans. In Seguin, Texas, you can find the world's largest pecan, a title hard won by this pecan-loving town over a decades-long battle. Who knew the biggest nut titles could be so contentious? Currently housed outside the Pecan Museum of Texas, it measures 16 feet long and 18 feet wide. The city often claims the nickname Pecan Capital of Texas. Pecan? Pecan? How do you say it? I'm from Wisconsin. Please leave me alone. A half-ton pecan had sat on the courthouse lawn in Seguin since 1962, undisputedly the largest in the world. But in 1982, a huge 6-ton, 7-foot by 12-foot challenger appeared near Brunswick, Missouri. Here I'll read from a 2012 Roadside America blog about the pecan fight. Next to this new champion stood the Nut Hut, selling postcards of the Brunswick pecan, spreading its fame and Seguin's frustration. Until 2007, that is. 
That's when Sherry, president of the Seguin Area Chamber of Commerce, traveled to Brunswick and brought back photos, and probably a postcard, of the pecan. With a better understanding of the competition, Seguin vowed to reclaim its title, and in late 2011, it did, unveiling a new champion 16 feet long and 8 feet wide, indisputably the world's largest. As the pecan capital of Texas, said Sherry, we felt we had to have the world's largest pecan. In fact, visitors to the Seguin Chamber of Commerce can pick up a Trail of Nuts map that will direct them to not only the 1962 and 2011 world's largest pecans, but to a third mighty nut, 10 feet long, that was built in 2005 before the dimensions of the Brunswick pecan were known. That's right. Seguin has three giant pecans, or pecans, as I'm sure they say in Texas, okay, fine, of varying levels of giantness. The 10-foot-long one even sits on a truck frame with wheels so it can be moved around. Meanwhile, the Brunswick nut has been demoted to the lesser title of the world's largest 20th century pecan. It used to sit outside the James Pecan Farm, but was moved to a more visible place in town after George and Elizabeth James's death and after their kids sold the farm. Here I'll read again from Roadside America. An outer wall of the Nut Hut building featured one of our favorite cartoon sign images, a mad, murderous hammer with arms and legs chasing a very sad giant pecan. We were told by George and Elizabeth's daughter, Sandy James Naylor, that the hammer's name was Wham, and was featured in a book her brother had written, a book measuring eight feet by eight feet that was put on display for a time at the Nut Hut. Who knows? Maybe someday Brunswick will create a yet larger pecan and reclaim the title. Please keep me posted if you hear any news. My DMs are open. And now, finally, we move on to a true botanical nut, acorns. These ones aren't battling it out for a title, however. They're content to live in harmony, each in their own town, doing their own thing. May this be a lesson to us all. You don't need to be recognized as the biggest or the best to be unique. The first acorn is in Silver Spring, Maryland, and is actually a nut-topped gazebo. It's situated at the site of Silver Spring's titular Natural Spring in, where else, but Acorn Park. This small park and gazebo are all that's left of the town founder Francis Preston Blair Sr.'s country estate and summer home. Also named Silver Spring, the estate stretched over 1,000 acres. The gazebo itself was built in the 1850s by Washington, D.C. builder Benjamin C. King. Blair, the town founder, was also an editor at The Globe and an advisor to multiple U.S. presidents, including Andrew Jackson and Abraham Lincoln. Several of them have sat under that same acorn gazebo. Apparently, you can get married in it, and so I've added it to my list of dream destination weddings. Please do not email me seeking my hand in marriage unless you are willing to wed me here. Thank you. 
In Raleigh, North Carolina, sits a big copper acorn known as Nutzilla to some. Raleigh is nicknamed the City of Oaks, so the large nut is a tribute to the town. Built in 1991 by sculptor David Benson, the acorn weighs 1,250 pounds and was donated for the city's bicentennial in 1992. The acorn was escorted from Benson's home studio in Five Points by a parade of Harley-Davidson motorcycles, a man in a squirrel outfit, and carloads of admirers. It was then moved to a new location in late 2016. The statue is the source of many legends and tall tales, with some saying it'll summon a large metal squirrel, and some saying it's filled with candy. As for what's actually inside, I'll read here from a 2020 WRAL article. Benson laughingly said, Actually, I guess you could say there really is a time capsule inside. I think I left an old Coca-Cola can from 1991 inside there and forgot all about it, he said teasingly. But there actually are some old notes written on the walls in there as well. While the acorn itself is symbolic of the turning of the years in Raleigh, the inside of the acorn holds a little piece of history itself. In 2011, Benson's daughter crawled inside the acorn, a rare glimpse inside the hollowed space. She scribbled drawings inside the walls and a message for future generations to mark a historic moment in the acorn's life. December 26, 2011. Today my dad is fixing the acorn by replacing three dented panels. Most excitingly, to me, Every New Year's Eve, the acorn is moved to the roof of the Raleigh Civic Center and is dropped at midnight as the North Carolina equivalent to the New York City ball drop. What a truly nutty way to start the year. I'm sure no one would be allergic to that kind of celebration. If I ever go to that New Year's event, I won't be disappointed. Okay. I'll stop punishing you with these acorny jokes. Have you visited any of these large nuts? Do you know of another pecan, acorn, or pistachio challenger that I didn't mention? Did I get something wrong? You can email me at reststoppod at gmail.com. That's R-E-S-T-S-T-O-P-P-O-D at gmail.com. And I might read your email on the show. You can follow us at reststoppod, R-E-S-T-S-T-O-P-P-O-D, on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. If you're enjoying the show, we'd love it if you could rate, review, subscribe, follow, share it with a friend, post about it on social media. All of these things really help us out. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you in two weeks. Bye.